Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of SpinCast. Today, we are diving back into the great world of collegiate esports. Today, our guest is Jacob Smith. He is the president of the esports program at the University of Alabama in Huntsville. So without further ado, Jacob, go ahead and introduce yourself. Tell us where your passions in gaming um, and esports started and kind of how that took you down your path to becoming the president at um, the University of Alabama in Huntsville. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I'm, yeah, I'm the president of the University of uh, Esports at the University of Alabama in Huntsville. Um, I started actually way back in, uh, I think, eighth grade, and I was like watching COD Champs, and I was super interested in that. And so um, me and my friend, uh, junior year high school, uh, we, we noticed high school esports was becoming a thing. So we actually started our program there and we built, um, I think, four, four teams. Yeah. And they did pretty well in a high school esports league. And then the next year, you know, Play Versus happened and we had uh, that being set up at our school as well. And um, yeah, I think they're still doing pretty good uh, even after we've uh, graduated and gone to college. And um, actually, I ran into a couple of dudes trying to do the same thing as me going to college. You know, I really wanted to start an esports scene at UAH. And uh, uh, a good friend of mine now, uh, Blake, was also looking to do the same. And he ended up being president last year. And I was competitive teams manager. And he graduated. So here I am as president of UAH Esports. And it's been awesome. I've enjoyed it. Awesome. That sounds great. I love always just hearing a little bit of the backstory before we dive into the meat of the podcast. Uh, being all about the University of Alabama and Huntsville's program. So give me that snapshot. You know, what teams do you have? What games do you all play? Do you have a club side, a varsity side, a competitive side, a more casual side? Just take me through everything that is involved with um, the esports program there. Yeah, for sure. We actually, uh, we try to offer games for as, or teams for as many games as we can. And so uh, that includes CSGO, Dota 2, Fortnite, Hearthstone, League of Legends, MTGA, Overwatch, Rainbow Six Siege, Rocket League, Smash, Valorant. And then we also like to have uh, casual games in there as well. So um, just not really necessarily teams, but we want to kind of be the main uh, gaming discord at UAH. So we like to have like casual games like Call of Duty or um, Halo or whatever. And obviously we can offer teams for it if we have enough interest, but that hasn't really been the case yet. And we kind of just have an open platform. We're a club at UAH and we've, we've been known to just kind of be a open platform for people to make friends and create teams out of. Um, we're trying to transition to more of a competitive spirit um, starting hopefully next year um, if UAH starts to, you know, provide us more or whatever, but uh, we're still on our second year. So we're, we're kind of still in the, the startup phase, but we've had a lot of interest, a lot of good placements. So it's been awesome so far. Awesome. Sounds good. Take me through some of those competitions that you had those good placements in, you know, what are they, what was those experiences like? Um, it was way back in that fall 2019. So this is like the second semester of us starting because uh, we started in the summer. And in fall 2019, we actually got super lucky. There were five freshmen for Rainbow Six Siege all around the diamond rank. And they they made it uh, sixth place in the uh, CR6, which is the collegiate Rainbow Six League. They made it sixth place in that league. And that was probably the highlight. I don't, even, I don't know, probably the year, honestly. Yeah. yeah, that was really awesome to watch that. And they only lost to the number one team in playoffs, so that was definitely that. Yeah. Um, and also, we've competed at Lands, gotten top three, at, I think, Techland in two games. And, um, yeah, our other teams, our CSGO B team last year went undefeated, and they got second place in the NACCS Division Two playoffs. I mean, just tons of, like, amazing things, way more than I expected, you know, coming into this program. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. 
Yeah, it sounds like a lot of great success and a lot of room to continue to um, succeed and win those championships. Obviously, as you get some more support from the university, because more support, you know, usually means more dollars, which obviously mm-hmm. helps everything, to say the least. Um, kind of going into my next question um, was, take me through what that level of support that I was just talking about from the university that could give you. So, you know, if they gave you a little more support, a little more, you know, funding, um, what does that look like? You know, what does that help you with in particular? Um, so this year specifically, we've been trying to get um, more support for equipment. Um, so whenever this uh, whole situation calms down, we can allow our players to play in a space together. We feel like that's just kind of a bare minimum that is required for every sport or every club sport at UAH. Um, we have a facility, well, not a facility. We have a, we have a room where we can offer our, our players and teams um, VOD review sessions, but they don't have computers in there at all. And, um, obviously it'd be a big startup cost for the university, but we're shooting for that. And if we get that, then I think that our teams will, um, will obviously become way more competitive. We'll probably have to scale down as however many teams we offer. Mm-hmm. And, uh, also I think it'll be a lot more, a, a lot cooler to say the least to be a part of UA, UAH esports. And, um, it's definitely our number one goal right now. Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, attaining that varsity status, so to say, is so important because, mm-hmm. Like you said, getting those dollars, you get a facility, you get that equipment, you get that, you know, more bandwidth, right? Because the hardest thing of being kind of a student-led organization is it's, you do everything, right? You play, you coach, you analyze, you manage the teams, you schedule everything. I'm going to kind of lead to my next question. You know, as president, what do you focus on in particular? You know, do you play for one of your teams or are you more in that managerial role? Just take me through what, you know, being the president um, in your program looks like. So I actually do play for Valorant. Uh, we, we call it the yellow team, but it's actually the C team. Okay. And so, um, yeah, I just play it for fun. Um, there's some friends of mine on the team. So I said, you know, why not? But I also do a ton of managerial stuff. Um, I check in with teams every day and stuff like that, you know, typical um, managerial stuff. And yeah, I, I think I do like a good hybrid right now. I used to only do managerial and I might end up doing that next semester. Who knows? But Right now, yeah, on a team and managing. Yeah, I was like having, you know, a little bit of everything, right? Even if it's not, mm-hmm. usually you don't have the time to play for the team, right? The A team or the primary competitive team, but playing for that B or C team just gives you kind of like that, that outlet for some fun, for some entertainment. Um, and, you know, we're all gamers at heart, right? There's nothing better than winning a competitive game, right? Having those super kind of close games go to OT, kind of, it always gets my heart going, um, to say the least for myself. Um, kind of going into that, um, a little bit more, actually taking a step back, um, you mentioned land, the land competitions that um, you've competed in um, with your teams or just as a program. Take me through the differences in, in wh- which one do you like more, basically, land or online? You know, are there reasons that you wish there were more land or less land or more online opportunities? Just take me through kind of your ideas in that um, question. Yeah, so I personally never actually went to them. However, um, our teams, I think it was Rainbow Six and Rocket League went to one at Tennessee Tech last fall. And um, I, I think they really liked it. Um, they, they came back third place in that competition. And I think they prefer LAN over uh, online just because of the low latency and stuff like that. I know in my personal experience, um, I go to DreamHack every year. I do BYOC. And so whenever I play at land on DreamHack and in those uh, BYOC tournaments, it just feels a lot more competitive and it feels a lot more intense, especially hearing, you know, someone screaming across the room just because you got headshotted by them. It's really cool. And uh, yeah, I think it's that that sense of camaraderie and like team and like you get just that more of that real like opposition, right? There's that there's right. someone in front of you playing across from you or, you know, next to you down the stage or whatever, however it's set up. 
and it just it just feels a little more real, right? Not not saying that you know online games don't feel real. It's just I don't know. It's just something a little bit different. You just get more into it, right? Your heart rate's a little bit higher. You're a little more nervous. Oh yeah. Um, it just kind of feel it. You know, I think it feels a lot better when you win as well. Um, kind of going um, into that competitive mentality. Take me through what a practice day looks like. You know, they could be for your team or for one of the more competitive teams, one of the A teams that you have there. Just take me through what that process looks like. You know, what does the team's focus on? Um, how do you like? What do you key on to make sure that you continue to grow both as an individual and as a team? Um, so I believe most of our teams just do typical practices where they queue up with their teammates and whatever game they're playing in. Um, I know our main teams like to scrimmage a lot more. Like our Rainbow Six team, that's their main form of practice is scrimmaging teams. And uh, yeah, I think I think the scrimmages are definitely the most useful, especially when they're uh, they're interteen they're intertwined, I should say, because our coaches can hop in there and help out both sides mm-hmm. in that matchup. And so we've been having that happen lately with like our B and C teams scrimming each other. And then our coach obviously coaching them through what they can improve on. Um, Our coaches usually also play on the A team. So um, having that person there allows the A team to kind of build and grow um, into a pretty strong uh, team, I would say. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I think uh, the VOD reviews were were okay. Um, They didn't really go as well as we were hoping for. Teams were kind of just slacking off in the practice room last year. You know, it is what it is. But um, now that we're not really offering the practice room, we're hoping that teams are going to take practices a little more seriously. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, they'll be able to just queue up or scrim or whatever they want to do online. And yeah. Absolutely. Yep. I think, you know, the VOD reviews are really important. I think it, it takes a little bit of time because a lot of players aren't used to it, right? Because usually, especially at the collegiate level, coming from high school, like there's no high school esports coaches, really, you know, in a mainstream sense, there's, there's some, like we've had a couple of the better programs on SpinCast, but um, in reality, they're few and far between, right? So like not having that structure, not being used to it is, is very weird, right? Every football player in college is used to watching film because that's what you did in high school, right? So, you know, right. once that kind of changes in that sense of normalcy, we'll kind of probably carry on to collegiate. But for right now, at least it's like, hey, you should try this. Hey, you should really try this. Hey, let's, let's actually do this. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, exactly. And usually it catches on after like the fifth time you ask. <laughs> right. Um, so, yeah, kind of going back to one of my early questions, kind of expanding on it is looking at that uh, varsity support, right? So say you got that varsity support um, from Alabama and Huntsville. What do you want to do with it, right? Do you want to upgrade your arena? You know, what's your personal vision of how you could really ramp up your program um, with, you know, more dedicated support? Oh, man, the, the you know, the sky is, is endless there. I mean, if we get support, I think it starts with the uh, arena, obviously. We're going to have, hopefully, um, more support, meaning we'll have a, a facility with actual computers in there. And then after that, we're going to shoot for scholarships. And scholarships are going to be the thing that kind of just, puts us on top of a lot of other schools in our area. Um, there actually are some Alabama schools that are offering scholarships right now. And that's part of the proposal, you know, we have to do to UAH's administration. Mm-hmm. We have to mention all of those schools and stuff. But I mean, if we get that varsity status, I see our, our placements and just everything, the environment, everything being taken a lot more seriously, um, one, and also just being a lot better than they have been. And um, yeah, I think I think it'll be nice, but it might also have its drawbacks because as soon as you get the administration and things, you have a million things to mm-hmm. um, take into account whenever you're doing certain things. So it does have its drawbacks, but I think the pros um, heavily outweigh the cons in that. 
Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, once administration gets involved, you got to be a little more careful, right? You got to get to go sprinting for it. There's the approval process, obviously, making sure that they kind of approve where the dollars are spent um, is appropriate in their eyes, which is always kind of a little bit of a battle, um, but usually mm-hmm. ends up pretty good as long as, you know, both are there for the growth of the university and the program itself. I think that, you know, it, it always, in my experience, kind of ends up good for everybody, which is awesome to see. Just sometimes it's a little slow. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I wish you could speed that up. But, you know, there's rules for a reason. So always have to, you know, respect those. Kind of moving to the broader sense of collegiate esports um, and your experiences as a player and a president. Um, and I think you said a competitive team manager at some point or something akin to that. Um, take me through kind of where you hope to see kind of the entire scene grow towards right collegiate esports right now there's a lot of you know different tos a lot of competition just a a multitude is great because you have so many opportunities but also sometimes that structure just isn't quite there um so take me through kind of the first thing comes to your head of what could either change or be improved on to really kind of bolster collegiate esports to get closer to like that where we see basketball or football at um yeah i definitely think if the ncaa took head and actually recognize esports as a sport then we could have like divisions of different levels and we could have different um different places i guess for for teams to compete in like maybe in person even and they'll have like you know the southeastern conference could be an esports conference as well and i know that um a lot of there are some leagues that are trying to do this and um some states, I would say, that are trying to like make their own little competition for their mm-hmm. state. But I think the thing that collegiate esports is lacking on is just the um, the locality. I guess like it's kind of a nationwide thing. You're going against colleges like across you know the United States, and it's not necessarily locked into your region. And therefore, you're not going to be able to like kind of go over to that college and maybe compete against them face to face. I think if if that became a thing, then I think esports would be taken a lot more seriously than it currently is. Um, but it is really complicated. Um, I've written many things about this. It's it's really because um, the game developers, you know, no one created soccer, no one created basketball. You know, it's kind of like you have to make them happy, but also making you know the the conference happy. I should say. And it's, yeah, it's, it's a lot more complicated than, uh, than just a typical sport. So that's probably why it hasn't happened yet and why NCAA is hesitant to recognize it. But I think if, if that all gets figured out, then esports can go far and beyond, you know, like it can, it can definitely take off in the collegiate space. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, the co- like college is a really great level for me. And I think you, I say it all the time is that I literally say that saying all the time that no one created, you know, soccer or baseball or football, these traditional sports. Um, but everybody kind of create or someone definitely created Valorant and Rocket League and all that kind of great stuff. So um, to say the least, like you have to manage that. Right. And it's very hard for the NCAA to manage that um, because you have to go into talks with all of the publishers, right? And make sure that they're making their money, making sure they have their media rights and brand recognition, et cetera, et cetera. Um, which is just a whole nother thing to kind of unload about everything. But I can't wait to see those local competitions, right? Because I think the biggest thing is, you know, what do you do every Saturday, right? The entire campus is around the football stadium, right? Or those Tuesday or Wednesday nights when they're all the baseball game or basketball game. Cause you see it, right? You see the lights, you see the crowds, but like until that happens in a land fashion where you can go like, see like, wow, look at that arena over there. Why is so many people going into that building? You know what? I'm going to go check it out. Right. And it's kind of like that grassroots kind of building, but that's what college is all about. Right. Everyone's already there. You're not driving anywhere. You're already on campus. Um, so yeah, absolutely. Um, kind of going through that process still, um, 
do you think that you could get that arena facility anytime soon to kind of spur that? Like if you had that facility, um, do you think that you would do something akin to like, you know, having kind of watch parties or having a little bit of an attendance um, viewership thing going on with seating so your, you know, your campus could become more involved? Yeah, I definitely think that we'll, we'll be hosting a lot more watch parties. We'll be able to stream our matches a lot more often. Um, currently, the problem is uh, with streaming our matches, you know, you have to get permission from the other team and every other team is going to be speculative on like letting you stream. But if it's if we have a facility, we can just grab the HDMI inputs of our players and maybe a webcam feed and boom, put them together. And then we could have a watch party in the nearby, you know, theater. And it would definitely be a lot cooler that way. Yeah. And um there wouldn't be a delay or anything. You'd, you'd see the straight raw reactions or whatever. Yeah. And yeah, that'll definitely be, be a thing that happens if we do have, you know, equipment and a facility like we plan on getting in the future. Yeah, absolutely. Unfortunately, we are running out of time here. A great discussion, a number of different things. I've learned a lot about univers the University of Alabama in Huntsville. Um, thank you so much for taking the time to come on. I'll leave you with one last question that I always um, kind of leave everybody with is looking at the industry as a whole, right? Esports is an entire thing. Obviously, it's growing incredibly fast. Um, it's already incredibly big, but it's not quite the competition of choice, so to say, right? You still see soccer, you still see football kind of plastered all over the TV. And I always compare the two because, you know, it's on track to beat those two in viewership and dollars, that kind of stuff. But what do you think that next step looks like? You know, what do we need to do kind of, you know, from the grassroots kind of perspective as a college or, you know, a smaller business or whatnot to really kind of catapult the industry to become more mainstream watchable, right? More viewership from that average perspective. Get, get the moms in there, get the dads in there, get your older and brother and sister in there that, you know, aren't really exposed to that scene. You know, what comes to mind when I, like, you know, ask like what needs to happen for that to become more mainstream, more average, so to say? Yeah, I think there's a there's a ton of things that can happen. Um, I think a TV network for esports could be awesome. It, it could work out very well. Um, in the collegiate space, I think um, more colleges should push their administration to offer facilities. And maybe, you know, if enough colleges have facilities around, then you can actually be treated like a club sport and actually have, you know, the travel happen for your games. You could host a mini league for your little conference or whatever, and that could definitely help. Um, I think I think pushing it to that next level though is really going to require just the help of um, a lot of top level publishers and uh, incorporating, I guess, um, in, in uh, what am I trying to say, collaborating with other publishers and maybe having like a unified league for all of, or for like multiple games. Because currently esports is kind of like League of Legends, you know, has this playing in this day and Rocket League has this playing maybe at the same time. I think if they coordinated more, and yeah. maybe like stretch the times out or maybe even we're under under the same name then it could definitely help uh, spur the growth and uh yeah i think as the younger generation grows up as well it'll definitely just it'll naturally grow it'll just yeah. naturally get get more recognized in homes and whatever and maybe we'll get there yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, it's just that average visibility that's such that is a difficult question because it's, you know, I think the answer in the long run is easy, right? It'll be big, it'll be massive. But it's like kind of like, how do we get there? And I think you did a good job there of really trying to that per or that specific TV channel because Twitch is kind of like people are like, oh, what exists? It's Twitch. It's like, yeah, but Twitch isn't on TV TV, right? It's not a cable television channel. It's not ESPN. It's not NBC. Um, you know, if you're already going to Twitch, you're probably already a fan of gaming, right? You're not going to be like, oh, I'm going to check this out. You know, when you're scrolling through the channels in TV, and it pops up like, oh, you know what? I'm going to watch this, right? I think that's just a, a big difference there, to say the least. Um, but once again, thank you for coming on the show. Real quick, if you will, Jacob, plug yourself, plug your program. Tell us where we can find you on social media or find out more about um, Alabama and Huntsville um, on social media, websites, et cetera. 
Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, yeah, like I said, or like you said, I'm Jacob Smith and uh, I'm the president of UHG Sports. If you guys want to follow us, um, we will be streaming an event, I believe, this weekend on our Twitch um, at twitch.tv slash UAH Esports. Um, if you want to follow us on Twitter, it's Twitter um, slash Esports UAH. Instagram, UAH underscore Esports. And Facebook, you just type in UAH Esports, you'll find us. And uh, yeah, we have a lot of cool things planned in the future and uh, hopefully we'll be able to offer a lot coming up so yeah i'm definitely excited to see your growth over the next few years i think there's a, a lot of good people like yourself there so i can't wait to see you guys get that varsity support get those dollars to do those scholarships and provide more opportunities um for the next generation of students looking to go to college for esports so that's incredible to see uh, once again thanks for coming on the show to our viewers and listeners thanks for staying the entire time stay healthy and stay happy out there obviously covid's still going on take care of yourself take care of your loved ones and ultimately stay plugged in